Hello and welcome to Lighthouse Vineyard Church. We appreciate you joining us through this podcast. If you would like to know more about us, feel free to visit us online at lighthousevineyard.church. Thank you once again for joining us and enjoy the message. You guys know we're in a book, uh, in the book of Philippians, or series on the book of Philippians. You can turn there if you'd like. And uh, just a reminder again that the book of Philippians is a letter from Paul to a new church in the town of Philippi. And it's a really encouraging book. Uh, I love reading it. It's called, the, the sermon series is called Optimistic Outlook, Encouraging Words to a New Church. And I was quizzing some of the young adults as to what the message was about last week, just to see if they remembered. And uh, John Michael pulled out his program from last week and quoted it. So way to go, John Michael. Um, but just a reminder, it's holy harmony, holy harmony, uh, getting along well with others was last week's message. And uh, we said that we can get along well with others by putting others above ourselves. Lyndon did a great job last week of sharing some tips and techniques on how to do that. And uh, hopefully you guys have been putting that into practice this past week. And, and then I spoke on sharing a common goal. And it's one of the things I'm hoping that we can all get along really well because we're here for a common goal. Of sharing the love of God in Elkhart. So if you missed the message, you can again listen to it online at our website, or you can catch it on Spotify as well. So we're going to be in chapter two of Philippians, but I have an opening video. So let's go ahead and watch this. This is a video clip from the top five most viewed videos in the first 24 hours ever. Okay, so it's a it's a little show that they did a little um, video about. These are the top five most viewed videos in their first 24 hours of being posted online. So check this out. It's a really funny video. <laughs> How are you doing, Nelson? We're going to get it. Christine is, you guys remember this? Christine's going to save the day. I know it. Chris said, is this Let called the popper pause? mask lady. Yes. <laughs> Until I was researching uh, for this video, I didn't actually know what this was, but it got 50 million views in the first 24 hours from being posted. And it posted, or this woman posted it in May 19 or 2016, so just over a year ago. And the reason it went so viral, I assume, is because the woman in it is so laughable and likable and like real. She's not fake at all, because she literally live streamed this to probably her friends, and then it just exploded in about 50 million views in a day. And what she does in it, she unboxes this Chewbacca mask, Puts it on and the rest is history. It's just quite a funny video and it's really entertaining to watch. Stay patient. This is going to be worth it. I promise. Maybe not. Maybe not. But <laughs> it's worth it to me. And I have to share with my friends on the internet webs. So I have trouble with it. Oh, naturally. Okay, here we go. So, yes. Now watch when my mouth actually moves. I'm not feeling that noise is the mask. 
She, she ended that with such a happy Chewbacca. <laughs> Who saw that video? Yeah, most, most, all the young adults. <laughs> um, yeah, 50 million views in 24 hours. Can you imagine that? Man, and she became an instant sensation, uh, extremely popular. <laughs> that mask actually sold out in all the stores. I know, it's crazy. And um, so she, she was on the Late Late Show. She was featured on the Star Wars show. Her name is Candace Payne, but she's known as Chewbacca Mom. And um, Hasbro even went on to make a Chewbacca Mom action figure that you can take the mask on and off. So Candace became known, you know, she became famous because she put on a Chewbacca mask. All right, that's, that's why she became famous. Now here's another one I, I heard of more recently. Anyone heard of Dude Perfect? Yes. Yeah? For those of you that haven't, um, they have dozens of videos out there doing trick shots, all right? All kinds of trick shots. They have millions of views, millions of views of their videos. One of them is like the, the guy throws a bowling ball across a parking lot and, and makes a strike like 400 yards away, okay? Um, they have a, a picture or a video of a guy shooting a basket from the top of a building, and it lands and goes through the hoop, you know, down at the bottom of this building. And then they have, they're, they're obsessed with ping pong balls. So they have all kinds of ping pong ball trick shots. Now, what they show, they only show when they actually make it. They don't show the dozens or hundreds of times that they missed. Okay, but these guys have become famous because they make trick shots. All right, they just make trick shots. So here's a question for you. What are you known for? All right, what are you known for? What makes you special? What makes you famous? Okay, so for me, I don't really have any special talents. I'm kind of like a jack of all trades, master of none, so I'm not really good at any one thing. But when I was a kid, I wanted to be famous. I wanted to be on the Guinness Book of World Records, you know, like on the show. You know, anyone heard of that? Yeah. Um, so there is something that they did when uh, I was a kid, and I said, you know, I can do that. I'm going to be famous doing that. It's called the penny catch. You guys ever heard of that? Basically, what you do is you take a stack of pennies and you put them on your elbow. All right, and then you catch them. That's it, right? So you put them up here. I'm going to show you guys. All right, all right, and then you catch them. Look at that, right? So this was 20 pennies. The world record is like 50. So I decided not to go for the world record tonight because we might have been here all night just trying that. But when I was a kid, I wanted to be famous, and I tried and practiced and tried to do that over and over again. So, being famous is a big deal in our culture today. You know, going viral, being known, being popular. And as Christians, I'm not sure that God really has intended for us to be famous, okay? I don't think that's what he's, his goal is for our life, but he does want us to stand out, okay? He wants us to stand up, not because we post the perfect viral video or because we can do some special trick. God wants us to stand out because we act differently than the world. 
Romans 12, 2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So do, do not be like the world. Think differently. Be differently. Matthew 5, 13 says, You are the salt of the earth. We're supposed to taste differently. We're supposed to have a flavor to us. And then in Proverbs, there's a lot of advice about being different from the world. And at the very beginning, Solomon is speaking to his son. He says, my son, do not go along with them. Do not set foot on their paths. He's telling him, son, you got to be different than the people around you. So God has called us to stand out. He's called us to be different, but it's for his glory. And in today's scripture, Paul is encouraging the church in, in Philippi to stand out. To shine is actually how he's referring it, to shine and to not necessarily be famous, but to be different. All right, so we're going to read the scripture. It's um, verses 12 through 18. All right, I'm going to actually read it from my Bible tonight. The heading for mine uh, says, do everything without grumbling. So you might know where we're going to go with this. All right. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life. And then I will be able to boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor in vain. But even if I'm being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you. So you too should be glad and rejoice with me. So today's message is titled Shine Standing Out in Our World. And she really, it's just a message about being different, about standing out for the right reasons, okay? For the right reasons. So let me pray, and I'll give you two points that you can fill in. So God, we come to you and just thank you so much for your word that continues to guide us and direct us in everyday situations, Lord. And Lord, we thank you for this section of scripture that is speaking specifically about how you want us to stand out, how you want us to be different. Because we're supposed to be. We're supposed to stand out. We're supposed to look different and act differently, Lord. So I pray that you would speak to our hearts individually. Holy Spirit, we invite your presence to come and, and minister to us as we walk through this. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, so number one, we can stand out in our world when we give up our rights. Give up our rights. And fill that in. I'm going to explain that, but let me read the verses for a second. Verses 14 and 15. It says, Do everything without grumbling or arguing, so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without, without fault and a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky. So Paul is saying that when we don't grumble or argue or complain, that's what makes us stand out. That's what makes us different. So we live in a world where if something doesn't go our way, it's okay to complain, right? We see that all the time online. We see it on news reports. I mean, we see it on TV shows. 
So God is asking us to stop grumbling and arguing, but I have a question for you. Why do we grumble and argue? Why do we? So I've had to think about this for, for years, actually. God's been working on me because I'm kind of a complainer. I don't know if you guys know that about me, but I can complain like nobody's business. I'm pretty good at it. Right, Rose? Yes, you just smiles in the front row. Now, here's just a couple of things that I struggled with this past week. So first of all, I went to run on Wednesday, and I started running, and my knee really hurt. And I stopped, and I had to walk and kind of stretch it a little bit. And then I tried running a little bit longer, and it hurt some more. And finally, I just walked home. That's what I did. And, uh, and I was, like, really frustrated because I wanted to try to stay in shape, and my knee wasn't letting me. Another thing that happened was my, my tire in my, on my car, I know you guys can all feel really sorry for me on this, but my tire was losing air, all right? So I know that it had, I'd run over something, right? And so I took it to the place where I had a warranty on the tire, you know, fix, fix it, replace it, all that kind of stuff. And they said, yeah, we can't fix this tire. It's broken the, the belts and all that. And so we need to replace it. I said, well, I have the warranty. I said, yeah, but we base it on tread depth. And so your tire's just about gone. So in the end, it saved me 20 bucks. I had to buy a new tire, but it saved me $20, which was the price of the warranty. All right, so I didn't really come out ahead. And then I went to Dunkin' Donuts to work on the message, and I ordered my caramel latte, decaf, of course, but my caramel latte. I sat down, I started drinking it, there was no caramel in my latte. There was none at all. So really frustrated about that. Um, and then I watched my daughter play volleyball. And Becca wasn't getting the playing time that she should. You know, the coach wasn't doing what she was supposed to do. Uh, these things upset me. All right? They upset me. I really wanted to complain and argue. And I did a little bit on some of them. I don't think I complained on all of them other than right now. Um, but isn't that what most people do? I mean, you just like, can you believe what happened? I ordered a caramel latte and they didn't put caramel in it. You know, how hard can that be? But let's, let's get to the root of why that upset me. Somewhere in my mind, I believe I have the right to good health. I'm only 49. I should still be able to run. These days should still work. And when it comes to business, I believe I have the right to not be taken advantage of. I believe, you know, warranty should help us somehow. You know, the customer is always right. When it comes to coffee shops, you know, I, somewhere I believe I have the right to perfect service. You know, they need to be perfect when they serve me. Uh, it wasn't that hard, right? Just decaf caramel latte. And then when it comes to my family... I believe my kids should always be treated fairly. Can't everyone see that my daughter is the best player on the team? You know, why is this? And when my expectations aren't met, I get upset. I complain. That's what we do. But that's not what scripture would say. 1 Corinthians 9.19 says, Though I am free and belong to no one, I have made myself a slave to everyone. To win as many as possible. You see, when we become Christians, we actually give up our rights. We become slaves, slaves to Christ. 
And you know, slaves don't have any rights. When we complain, when we argue, and when we get frustrated, it's just because we are expecting something and we don't get it. But guys, we're following Jesus, and Jesus was our example. He was perfect. He was royalty. If anyone deserved to be treated fairly, it was Jesus. He had the right to a fair trial, but it didn't happen. And Jesus never complained. I've read through the Gospels. I, there's no words there where Jesus actually complained. 1 Peter 2.21 speaks to this. He says, To this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. And here's a key. He says, instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. He entrusted himself. He trusted God with his life and his situation. Jesus was different. He didn't retaliate. And he is a model for us to follow. And Jesus wants us to be different. He wants us to act differently. He wants us to be a light in the darkness. Not necessarily to be a superstar. You know, we don't have to have some special talent. God is just saying, just don't complain. When you're not treated fairly, just, just don't complain. When you don't get what you want, just don't complain. When things don't go well for you, stop it. Don't argue about it. Now, this is hard stuff. I will tell you, I mean, this kind of scripture just speaks to my heart. Because, you know, I mean, I want to just talk about how great God is. Jesus saved us from our sins. But I don't want someone to tell me about what you did this week was a little off, Clint. Ugh. Let's talk about somebody else, you know. But God wants to speak to our hearts, each one of us. And this is stuff he wants us to put into practice each and every day. So for me, I actually have to kind of center myself every morning and get on the right track. Just so I have hope. <laughs> of, of Just so, any type of hope of fulfilling this. And so it's a prayer for me. And uh, I received this prayer from Tom Harmon. Tom Harmon's a great speaker, a local speaker. And uh, I personalized it a little bit. But this is how it starts for me. It says, every, every morning I pray this. I choose today to die to myself, to put off the old man and put on the new and take up my cross and follow you. Because that's just saying I'm, I'm choosing to die, God. I choose to do this because I know that is the refusal to die to myself that makes me miserable. It's when I think I have rights. So then it goes on and it says, I yield my rights to be appreciated. Because, you know, I get, I get frustrated if somebody doesn't like my post on Facebook, you know. I yield my rights to be right. Ooh, that's a hard one for me. I don't know, anybody else in here on that one? I like to be right all the time. I yield my rights to be heard, to nurse my hurts, for privacy. You know, it's okay if the young adults just stop in unannounced. It's okay, because I yielded my rights to that. Right, God? Yes, I did. It's okay. I yield my rights to leisure, to defend myself, to be needed for good health, financial security. And the list goes on and on. There's 33 items on this list. Yeah, I know. 
and I'm still adding. Because um, what, I, what I do is as I see myself getting frustrated, I'll go, why did I get frustrated? That's because I think I have a right to something, and I'll go add that to the list. So actually, it ends with this, kind of that catch-all phrase. It says, I now yield to you my hands, feet, eyes, ears, nose, mouth, mind, will, emotion, spirit, soul, and body. I commit and consecrate it all to you and your service. It's about giving up everything. So if you want to see the whole prayer, I posted it on Facebook this past week. Nobody liked it, but I posted it. <laughs> I had to go back and yield my right to be heard. But anyway, um, just kidding. Uh, but when we give everything up to God, when things don't go our way, why, why would we get upset? That's God's deal then. So this wasn't a fill-in, but this was my thought on it. It says, a great, way to, a, great, great, a great way for me to avoid frustration is for me to give up all expectations. It really is. If we can do this, if we can really do this, it'll change our day. But according to the scripture, it'll change and impact those around us. Because they're going to see that we're different. Boy, you didn't get that promotion at work. Aren't you upset? Man, I'd be upset. You know, so you're, you're, you got in that accident. Isn't that the third time this year that your car's been hit by another? Wouldn't, aren't you upset? No, I'm good. I'm just trusting God in it. Man, that's a different view. It's a different view, but it's how God is asking us to shine. He's asking us to shine by doing that. So we can, that's point number one. We can stand up in our world when we give up our rights, okay? And then here's number two. We can stand up in our world, stand out in our world when we hold on to truth. So 14 through 16 says, Do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky. And it goes on and says, As you hold firmly to the word of life as you heard hold firmly to the word of life the word of life is the bible okay it's scripture now in our society today guys truth is being twisted it used to be that we grew up and most of our culture grew up in a church so they grew up hearing the basic bible verses the basic bible stories that set the culture and the morality of our generation. That's just not the case anymore. So many of us did grow up in the church. Some of us did not. But I can tell you, there's a whole generation right now, Generation Z for sure, but our millennials as well, that are growing up outside the church. And so they don't have the, the morality foundation of Scripture. And I'll tell you what, it's messed up. When you don't know what to believe, and you start to believe that it's just it's it's what's good for you is good for you. What's good for me is good for me. I mean, just think about that. If you don't have a foundation, what do you believe? There's a, there's a website, a Facebook post, a podcast out there every day that tells you what you're supposed to believe. News, media, movie stars. I mean, what am I supposed to give my life to? There's a lot of confusion today in our society. A lot of confusion. 
So we can shine bright in our culture by knowing what we believe, by holding on to the truth, holding tightly onto the truth. And the truth is the Word of God. It's in this book. Because the truths in the Bible do not change. We can trust them. And I'll tell you what, I stake my life on it. I mean, this is the way to live your life. No self-help book, no Dr. Oz, whatever. You know, if somebody comes to me with a problem, I point them to this book. I stick my life on it because this never failed me. Like that song we sang today, God, you've never failed me yet. This book will never fail us, but we need to know it, right? If we don't know the book, how are we going to know the truth? How are we going to be able to share the truth to the people around us? So we need to read the book. You know, it's one of those messages again. <laughs> we need to be in the book. We need to know the book. We need to study the book. We need to talk about it. And I think in our culture today, we can't uh, just trust that people know it, that they understand the, the basic components of Scripture or of Christianity. And so it's up to us to be experts in this book. I think it's really important. I think I, think I could have gotten away with where I grew up in a very conservative area with knowing just some generalities of Scripture. But I'm finding in, in Elkhart, and certainly with Generation Z and the Millennials, um, I need to actually know this better than just the basic outline because they have a lot of questions. And this book has been twisted a lot in our culture today. Man, it's been twisted a lot. So we need to be experts in the Bible. As good as our teaching team is here on the weekends, it's not going to happen. You're not going to become an expert in this book by 30 minutes of teaching once a weekend. It's just not going to happen. All right? We're taking about eight weeks, ten weeks or so to go through Philippians, which has four chapters. You could do that in you know a half hour of just sitting and reading and studying. So really, we're not going to be able to do that for you. It's up to you to dive deeper than what we have on the weekends. So here's a couple of ways. Now, I am planning on... In our future, having some Bible studies, uh, some Bible teachings, things like that through the week. We're not quite there yet in our church's age, but that is something I definitely want to have in the future. But here's some things that you can do now. So first way, uh, two ways to go deeper in your Bible knowledge is simply read it. Guys, get into it. Every day, read your Bible. And I'm not saying just a verse or two. I mean, we, we're not going to become experts that way. You know, the verse of the day that comes in, that's great. We got to go deeper than that. All right, we got to go deeper than that. A friend of mine uh, has struggled for a long time, most of his life, with understanding what he's reading in the Bible. And so somebody told him, why don't you start journaling what you're reading? And so he started reading and journaling what God is saying to him through it, and it's opened up a whole new idea of understanding of the Bible. I know Rochelle Hartman has taught classes on Bible journaling, which is drawing what God is saying to you within your Bible. Personalize it, highlight it, write in the margins. This is your study book. I think sometimes when we take high school or college classes, they tell us, don't write in the book. 
you know, because somebody's going to use it next. No, this is yours. <laughs> you have a Bible, get into it. And by the way, if you don't have a Bible, a readable Bible, and what I mean by that is one in English and not like the King's English from 1600s, um, tell me, I will get you a Bible. All right, that is not going to be a reason for you to not read the, the Bible. So let me know if you don't have a book. I will make sure that you have one. But let's start reading it every day. Secondly, watch and listen to it. That's your second fill-in. I know some people learn better through reading. Other people do better through listening. There's all kinds of Christian media out there. Um, the YouVersion Bible app, which many of us have on our phones and iPads, that actually now has an audio version. So as you open that up, you can hit play, and it'll just play and, and, and listen to somebody reading the Bible to you. Uh, there's podcasts, YouTube, uh, church message videos. I'm not going to be offended if you listen to another church's message. Okay, I just want you to know that, all right? I do that, just so you know. <laughs> uh, there's some of my favorite pastors out there. I'll listen to their teachings because it's good. It's good to listen to them. And they're all online. Um, one of the things that has helped me tremendously is something called Right Now Media. How many of you have heard of Right Now Media? Okay, maybe about half of us. So Right Now Media is a subscription service like Netflix, and it has a ton of teachers on it doing teaching videos. Um, there's Francis Chan, Tony Evans, J.D. Greer, Matt Chandler, Dave Ramsey, even has Tim Tebow for our sports people. Um, and there's, there's also a bunch of children's videos on there as well. And I had access to this at the previous church I was at, many of us did. And uh, so I called them up and I said, hey, what would it take for us? We're a small church plant to, to have a subscription service for our church. And so they gave me a price. I talked them down. And so I signed us up for the next year as a church to Right Now Media. And it's a great, I, I, when I'm running on a treadmill, it's a great way for me to get caught up on some of the, the latest uh, uh, teachings from some of my favorite pastors and teachers. And so um, everyone here should have gotten an email during the service uh, with an invitation to Right Now Media. So it's free to you. Again, I, as a church, we've paid for one year subscription. We'll see, decide if we renew it at the end of the year. And all you have to do is just reply to the email or click on a link, I'm not sure, and sign up. Now, if we don't have your email or you didn't get the email, just let me know. I'll sign you up. Okay, just send me an email. It's my contacts on your program, Clint at LighthouseVineyard.Church. But for me, I will tell you, I have benefited more from Right Now Media than anything else that I've seen. Uh, being on staff for uh, at a church over the last 11 years, uh, I'll be honest, it was hard for me to get anything out of the weekend service because I was spending so much time checking the temperature of the building or seeing if we needed to set up more chairs or if the mics were too hot or, you know, I mean, that's kind of where my mind was consistently. So, so when I would go to church on Sunday, I wouldn't really go to church on Sunday. And so I would have to supplement that and have my own, you know, teaching and, and church, that type of thing. And right now media has been a huge way for me to do that. And there are thousands of videos on there. Great, great, great videos. So, and again, for kids, I mean, I've seen what's available for little kids now, because so many little kids are just watching things on iPads, and there's an app for Right Now Media. And uh, there's hundreds of hours of Christian-based 
videos that our grandniece loves, you know? So we can give them that instead of the Disney Channel. I mean, there's lots of things we can do for our kids as well. So right now, media is uh, in your email inbox. And if you um, need something, just send me an email. But let's do what it takes to get deeper in our knowledge of the Bible. Because to, to be a light into this generation, we need to hold firmly onto the truth. So you can fill this in. Your last villain says, in a world that questions everything, we need to know the book that answers everything. We need to know the book that answers everything. So that's point number two. We can hold we can stand out in our world when we hold on to the truth. Now, I'm inviting Chris to come on up. Um, she's going to do a song that is by Micah Taylor. It's called Different, and it's a new song. Uh, you probably don't know it. So what we're going to do is we're just going to sit there. The, the words will be up on the screen. And um, I just want you to think about the words to this song and what God may be saying to you uh, during while the song is being played. And then Lyndon will come up and actually um, finish up our time. Thank you for enjoying the message. We hope we helped you know God more intimately. If you feel our ministry is helping you spiritually, feel free to find out more about us at lighthousevineyard.church. Thank you once again for being part of our family, and we'll see you next time.